Eat, Pray, Blood. Oh, that was good. That yeah. was our first one. We finally got someone to tweet us. Michael, well, that's a shout out to Michael at I'm Only Here for FC. Yeah. On Twitter. So thank you, Michael. That was a little play on that book, Eat, Pray, Love. If you didn't know, I didn't read the book, but. Oh, that's a book? I thought that was like a Bible thing. It was a book. No, I think it's a book. And then they made a movie out of it with like uh, Meryl Streep or something. Uh, of course. But, I mean, she's great and everything. It's classic Meryl. But, I mean, we had a second runner-up, and I don't want to wait on this one. We got this one from Jared Kleber, and his was, I like beans. Yeah. And I didn't want to hold on to that because it is, uh, it's a reference to our last episode about our bean boy and bean girl. Our sweet bean children. Rest in bean heaven. Bean heaven. And, uh, you know, so uh, that, that was a, a very close second, but Michael got it in first, so I had to give Michael the shout-out. Yeah, he got it in first, and it's it, it would... It's not exactly fair to give it to our boy Jared right off the bat, you know. But it was it was a great. It was a really good one. I like beans, so we appreciate that, J Rod. And I don't know if that's a reference to beans from Even Stevens, but he, I like him too. He's good. Was was he here the other night when we we found out that beans from Even Stevens has acting classes for forty dollars a yeah. a week? Yeah, not he, a not not a session. What's his real name again? <sighs> Is it just not beans? Um, it might just be beans on his uh, gift gift certificate, birth certificate. His yeah. name's Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Stephen Anthony Lawrence gives out acting classes for what ten dollars a week? No, it was forty dollars a week. Oh, okay, 40. which is still just like ridiculously. You you, you think about that's not per session. <laughs> that's for a whole. That's sad. Don't week. Know. What was his name again? Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Mm-hmm. If you're ever, if you somehow find this, um, hit us up on Twitter, man. Um, we're in LA. You can come through. You can do an episode with us. You can tell us some uh, some details. To have beans on the show, beans will pay you sixty dollars to come on the show. Okay, now you don't even know how to negotiate. That's a week and a half. That's got a good point. Um, <laughs> for, okay. for for one hour. Or, well, right? Let's just let's say who we are again. Welcome to Camp Strange. I'm your counselor, Alex Tobin, and I'm your other counselor, David Stokes. And this is episode three. Uh, coming in hot. We we really appreciate everybody who's still listening. It's it's really fun to do, and uh, yeah, I think we uh, we're getting off to a good start. Hopefully, this will be better than the first two. Yeah, I think I think we're getting a good uh, momentum going. We haven't had to stop it yet and start over, and this no. is our first take. So that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, but yeah, like we still say, I know we're gonna plug this till the day we die, probably. But uh, if you could leave us a, a rating or and a review and subscribe to it, that would be amazing because I think it just helps the podcast get seen more, and then more people can listen to it. So that would be amazing. But you know, at the end of the day, reviews are a big thing for the podcast, and it helps us get more recognition. And um, I have to feed these kids. These kids are getting skinny. Yeah, these little these little bean kids. They're they're starting to turn normal color, and we got to afford these broad beans from <laughs> uh, from England. Yeah, ship them over here. I mean, as, as far as news goes, I have I have some exciting news. That, Ooh, yeah, do we? Um, I, in not this week. But next week, yeah. I'm going to Hollywood Horror Nights at you know, Universal Studios. I was looking into getting tickets for that. You're, is it is it not this weekend, but the next weekend? Yeah, it's op- I'm going opening night. See, uh, I was going to uh, I was going to join you, but I'm going to be out of town for another another wedding. Are you serious? Yep. I mean, that's the life of a 29 year old, right? Were you 28, 29, 28? You're 28. That's the life of a 28 year old. Everyone's yep. getting married. But yeah, I get to go back to Idaho. I'm really excited. Shout out, go Vandals. Oh this, is, oh, this one's in Idaho, not Oregon? Yeah, this one's going to be in Idaho. Huh. I'm really excited for that to get back to my old uh, college town. And I haven't been there in, like, years. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Anyway, I'm going to Hollywood Horror Nights, and it... Ooh, will Beetlejuice be there? Beetlejuice will not be there. I think they got uh-huh. I think they got um, tri- this movie Trick or Treat. I think they got The Purge. They got, ooh, Halloween, Michael Myers' Halloween maze. And I think they released like they have like a monster maze with like Dracula, Frankenstein. I don't know. They got a they got a couple of biggies there. Oh, Stranger Things is also having, which I think our intro song is uh, like based off of, basically. So, uh, so you're gonna see a bunch of children. No, it's a uh, maybe a demi gorgon or two. For, you know, you're right. When I heard you say that word, I was like, that can't be right. But yeah, no, it's demi gorgon. That's the demi gorgon. So I'm really excited for that. I think it's gonna be really good, really fun, and I'll definitely keep you guys updated on. Uh, on what I see there. Maybe I'll bring like a camera and I think you should take a selfie with every monster you see. That's and post that monsters. on the Instagram. That's a lot of monsters. We just want more Tobin face. Ugh. 
I don't even think there is a photo of us on. Not yet. No. We should get one. Okay, I think that was a pretty good intro we got there. Uh, yeah. You guys are caught up on us. Uh, I, I guess it's time to get in some stories. This is yeah. what you came here for, right? You want to lead us off again? I would love to lead us off. Um, and before I get into the story, like I said, this is Camp Strange where we talk about, you know, spooky, scary, paranormal, you know, all that all that mysterious stuff. But at the at the core of it, I think that these are campfire stories. And not every campfire story is spooky. But some are genuinely terrifying. Oh, fuck. And mine is terrifying. Oh, man. Yeah. So We both have to get up early. Don't make it so we can't sleep tonight. Oh, you're – this is going to create some deep-seated issues. Um, I don't have enough of those, I guess. So this is about a man named John Edward Jones. Okay. And where he went, which was called Nutty Putty Cave. Sounds hilarious. Can't it's wait to hear. It's not as funny as you think. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Nutty Putty Cave. Nutty Putty Cave. Okay. Okay. So, on November 24th, 2009, John Edward Jones traveled to Stansbury Park, Utah, where he was from, to visit his family for Thanksgiving. So, just going home for Thanksgiving, classic blackout Wednesday right before at the bars. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really go as planned. Because while back home, John thought it would be a fun idea to go cave exploring with his family and friends as he used to do back when he was just a young boy. So you're talking about spelunking? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Actually, uh, that is what they refer to it as. I call it cave exploring. Okay. Yeah, I guess you've never spelunked before. I haven't. No respect. I mean, that alone is terrifying. If you guys don't know what spelunking is, it's actually just crawling into really small crevices yeah. in caves. I've done that. No way. I'm a, I'm a big guy. And I got like kind of stuck once, but yeah, no, it was one of those things where my hands were at my hips and I was like wig wow. wiggling think, through the ground. I think you and John have something in common because uh, his father would take him and his brother down in the dark depths of the many Utah cave systems to go exploring and spelunking, which is where he fell in love with the sport. If you could call it a sport. Yeah. It's I think sport. you can call it a sport because it's, it, you know, it. I call it a nightmare. I think, it, you know, it's still like kind of like a a form of rock climbing like there's you have yeah. to be like you, you have to be somewhat physically like there's strategy involved you have to be nimble you have to exactly be, yeah it's, it's you can't just roll up there like you know like five five three hundred pounds be like i'm gonna crawl through that hole <laughs> i guess you gotta be fit well, well, i mean yeah but you have to have i think you have to have some strength to you to like physically like move that way and bowling's a sport it is i've seen some of those guys they're five five three hundred pounds if it's a competition you call it a sport <laughs> Okay, so they all decided to go to a cave called Nutty Putty Cave, which was just like 55 miles outside of Salt Lake City. So genu you know, pretty close to civilization, not like too far out. But the name Nutty Putty actually comes from the soft brown clay that lines the entire cave system. So around 8 p.m. on November 24th, just a few days before Thanksgiving, John, along with 10 other family and friends, ventured into the dark cave their headlamps lighting the mysterious path that lay before them. So they're just going spelunking with the family and the friends. It's a good, Seems like a good time. Sexy family fun. I just don't know what family is like totally into that, but hey, teach his own. I know it's not mine. So when they first entered the cave, they began to explore a large part of the cave known as the Big Slide. But soon after, John, his brother Josh, and two other friends branched off to go exploring a more challenging section of the cave called... The birth canal. I think that's probably the best way to describe Spelunky. Who is naming this place? I don't know. I'm. <laughs> He's going like, to Muddy Putty. There's like, oh, this is going to look great on t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not brandable. You can't no, wear birth is... canal. I survived the birth canal on yeah. your shirt. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> so when they arrived at the section, John found a waist-high hole to explore that's funny to say. Right? A waist high hole. A waist high hole. Oh, what a waist high hole! Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a hillbilly song. Uh, found my found my girl in a waist high hole, and I brought her back home, and I eat them boys and stuff. There. <laughs> I'll stop there. Ugh. I don't know where my mind's going. You, you keep going. Someone's gonna steal that song and make millions. You know, it's true. You can't that, put all the talent out there. Make it into for a free. shirt. Yep. Um, but when he found the wayside hole, he climbed a few feet in and realized that there wasn't enough room to turn around. His body was stuck headfirst in this hole. Yep. So he thought 
it would be a smart idea to climb deeper and find a bigger section where he could maneuver his body back around to get out. He eventually found a fissure, which is a long, narrow opening or line of breakage made by a cracking or splitting of earth or rock. And when he looked down, it looked like it dropped straight down and widened at the bottom. So he's like, okay, yeah, I could definitely climb into this hole, shimmy myself around. Like, I mean, I don't think that you could ever, like, turn yourself around when you're in those holes. It's like... Oh, no, 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 no. It's terrifyingly small. Yeah. Uh, They're like... They're like... 20 inches across sometimes well from my i've got really broad shoulders i know from my experience like it was i i wouldn't i couldn't i maybe had like two or three inches on each side of my shoulders it's so terrifying yeah it'd be impossible to turn around this to the point that like you have to have your head like turned sideways and then like tilted up because you can't lift your head up and let me put it this way john was six feet tall 200 pounds yeah he's a big guy so, I mean, it's, it's such a weird sport to when you're that big. I yeah. get it if you're like a small guy or small girl. But um, So he looked down and he thought that he could turn around at the widened out bottom. So John then sucked in his chest and squeezed his way over a lip of rock and through the 10-inch fissure. But when John expanded his chest again, he realized he was stuck. Yep. Which is a terrifying thing to happen. Yeah. I mean, it probably happens quite a bit if you're in that sport. But um, John believed the hole to widen, but once he was there, he realized it actually grew smaller to about eight and a half inches and almost closed. Struggling to free himself only made him slide deeper into the fissure with one arm pinned beneath his body and the other forced behind him by the cave wall. Just to make matters worse, his headlamp was also knocked off. Oh, perfect. So... He's head first in this hole, which is down. So his legs are above his feet. Yeah. I mean, his feet are above his head. That yeah. does not make sense. Um, and he's just head first in this dark hole with eight and a half inches of room to spare. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that, it doesn't matter who you are. At some point, you're going to start losing your fucking shit. Exactly. You're going to lose your mind. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. So when Josh heard that his brother was stuck, he made his way into the waist high hole and after getting stuck himself trying to re- retrieve John in the section known as the corkscrew, um, he turned around and he was like, I-, I can't, I have to go get somebody. Like, there's no way of getting this, like, getting him out by myself. I mean, especially if you have, what's worse than one brother stuck in a hole? Um, oh, I know this, too. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. You catch on. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, you know what, I got to get out. This My brother's in real trouble. So... Josh left, but he left his buddy there to stay with John, so he had somebody to talk to. He went and he got some emergency personnel, and after Josh got them, he came back and he took his friend's place, and just to like calm Josh down inside the hole, he was there. They were Mormon, so they were like, oh, okay. I mean, it's Utah, so it makes yeah. more sense. Um, so to calm him down, he would. They prayed and talked about John's plans for the future, yeah. which is never. A good thing to hear when you're like stuck in like a hole, like you might die. Oh, like, I can think of way worse things. Like, so what color flowers do you want at the service? No, I just mean like it's a horrible thing to hear. It's like, so what are you gonna do when you get out of this hole? Like, yeah. y- you know that I'm going to Taco Bell. It's you know it's never like he's trying to like build you up a little bit. Like, yeah. oh my god, you're still gonna get out of this. So I just think it's funny. It's like if I was stuck in a hole. I would rather that my brother stayed with me and not, like, his friend that I might not even fucking like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why don't you let the friend go get somebody? Stay yeah. with the brother. The friend's yeah. just like, hey, so your brother left. I'm here. Yeah. Can I borrow your Xbox? Yeah. Like, <laughs> If no. you die, can I have your Xbox? <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. But it's never a good sign for me to be like, it's, like, almost patronizing to be like, oh, my God, when we get out of here, we're, we're so going to go to Sonic. Yeah. We're going to go get some blizzards. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, we can get some DQ, blizzards. but yeah. Oh. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Get your shit together. So uh, three hours after John had gotten stuck, the rescue teams arrived, but it took them 30 minutes to get deep enough into the tunnel where he was stuck. Yeah. And rescue team member Susie Matola reached John and greeted him with, Hi, John. My name's Susie. How's it going? John replied with a distant yell, and he said, Hi, Susie. Thanks for coming. But I really, really want to get out. And it's kind of like that's actually that's, really sad to me because the really, really is like you've you've been in those situations where you 
like I really, really need to go home and like, you're it's like, like, yeah, you're trying to be polite and they're just like, it's like, I'm, it's like, you could tell how much she's freaking out just by the, the way he said, really, really. Yeah. But she said, she replied with, oh, no worries, drawn. No worries. Jo- no worries, drawn. I am here to save you. She's no worries, John. We're going to get you out of here. Lickety split. So it sounds, sounds fun. She sounds confident. Oh, boy. Casual. It's a good bedside manner. Lickety split. I would trust Susie with my life, honestly, at that point. But as she assessed the situation, she knew that it was not going to be easy as as easy as she thought. Yeah, I feel like knowing the idea, like the topic of what we uh, talk about, that uh, he's not going to gather like he split. Things aren't going to be okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. Um, they had a trauma physician, Doug Murdoch, on scene, and uh, That's a sick name, Doug Murdoch. Yeah, it is kind of cool, actually. Doctor Murdoch is he considered a doctor? He's a trauma physician. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I bet. I mean trauma. Yeah, I don't think Doc you could, I don't think you could be a physician in trauma and not be a doctor. Yeah, trauma Murdoch. The, it's the worst kind of uh, medical ailment, I would say. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but when he was told that John was upside down, he knew that it was extreme. It was an extremely dangerous situation because apparently the human body is meant to function function in an upright position. Oh yeah. Did you not know that? Yeah, that makes sense. So this meant that when John was upside down, his body was working extra hard to try to pump all the blood out of his brain, and the body parts start to fail when this happens. Yeah. So he's just pulling blood in his brain, and it's just trying to like it, it's really. I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. You know when you're upside down for like a minute and your hours face gets all end. red? Yeah. It's like whew, hours on end. <laughs> no, a couple of minutes. A rough childhood. <laughs> um, so Murdoch rushed to the scene knowing that the blood and the fluid were beginning to pull in John's brain and lungs. His circulation would start slowing and capillaries leaking. And also toxins building up in his blood. So like I did not know that being upside down for this long – is this detrimental to your health? Yeah. I mean, he, it makes sense, but like, I didn't realize toxins would get released. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's so weird. Um, so if another weird thing is that if they were to get to him and they were to immediately pull him out of the hole, the toxins in his blood could rush to his heart and kill him. So would they have to like gradually, like kind of like the bends turned him, turn him like, I honestly think so. Is it kind of like when you've been freezing, you can't just like jump in a hot tub? Or else, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a gradual, or like when you go deep enough into the water, you have to slowly come up to like the nitrogen release oh, through yeah, your blood. Yeah, like your lungs burst or something. No, you like get that. the bends, which is. Oh, nit- the ben- oh, that's right. The you bends. get nitrogen bubbles in your blood and it really, really hurts. Bends, and it can't yeah. can kill you if it goes to your Oh, heart. yeah. A lot of people die from that. Yeah. Well, so- not a lot, but there's been. <laughs> there's been a couple yeah. Yeah, cases. So. With there not being many studies of long-term effects of being upside down, Murdoch thought John would only have 8 to 10 hours to live. So, I mean, this didn't look good. So, the the first thing they tried was to tie a rope to John's legs and to try to pull him out. But the rope's friction on the rock, basically, like, they're just dragging a rope against a rock. So, it, like, frayed and broke. And yeah, that's a good way to rip a rope. Yeah, and, and plus, he was at, like, a... If we'll post the picture online of like the diagram because I found a diagram of how he actually was in this uh, situation, like this cave. Yeah, because it's really hard to picture. So if you go to our Instagram, you could actually see this picture. Would it would it be something like those those old plastic um, like the ant farms you could keep where you'd see all the tunnels and stuff? So it'd be kind of like yeah, you could kind of compare it like it, it like a, you know went down view. gradually and then it like just dropped down. It's a side view. Yeah, and if they they showed that if they pulled on the rope, they would literally just be like pulling his foot to the left but he needed to go up first so he needed like you know leverage yeah so they tried to do that and it didn't work at all no progress and since john was so far down uh they like down in that hole they couldn't use big equipment like industrial equipment to get to him because well another thing about that is that if you start drilling there's a big possibility of collapsing yeah so you, you really can't dig or you know take a jackhammer or anything like that because yeah. the whole thing could come down it's so it's so narrow in there yeah. it would only take a little bit to collapse it so yeah. what they ended up like it and plus like i mean to get those machines that deep into the cave i don't even think there was enough room to like yeah probably get not those in there so what they ended up having to do is they started widening parts of the narrow tunnel with small tools um they use like hammers and ball chisels. hammers and chisels exactly chisels um 
and that just wasn't working fast enough. They're like, we need yeah. to get him out. He's he's really far down there. So what they decided to do was make a pulley system out of climbing cams. But each trip into the tunnel to construct a piece of equipment took nearly an hour. So they were they were hooking up these pulley systems to the like screwing them into the rocks. And stuff yeah, it's like, like that. what you use when you're rock climbing. You you put them in. It's like kind of what you put your carabiner in. Yeah, right? and yeah. apparently they had rescued a child almost from, like, the same area that he was trapped in. The kid was only stuck in a little bit further. Uh, like, he was only eight feet in, but they used the pulley system to get another child out. So, like, this works, but nobody's been stuck this far down, so upside my, down. My question is, is this a route that has been traveled, or were they, like, in a spot that hadn't been surveyed? Like, no, have, have people gone through this hole that he's stuck in and, like, gone through? Pete, or is this like, hey... I don't know. Let's just see what happens. And yeah, you're stuck. Um, there have been children, mainly children, that have been stuck in this area. Yeah. So children are much smaller than six feet, 200 pounds. Yeah, as someone who's know. over six foot and 200 pounds, I, I, I'm probably not going to go somewhere over small children. Except for Robin Williams' Jack, which is a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, he, he was a six foot, 200 pounds uh, child. Yeah. But, but yeah. So As am I. The, the, they, when they rescued them, it was a lot less weight. They had way more w- wiggle room. And also, they didn't go as deep. I, I have a section here that says, what, what does it say? Uh, there were nearly eight to 10 other rescues in the same cave, including a young boy who got stuck where John was stuck, of only six to eight feet closer to the entrance. Two other boys died in the cave, actually, near where John was stuck, and they uh, they actually closed the cave after uh, those two boys died. And when John yeah. family's when John's family went there, it had only been reopened for six months. So there's a history, okay, of people getting stuck in this cave because I think they just go like, it's a big splunking cave. Yeah, the Let's old just... the old nutty chocolate cave. Yeah, and it like it it's understandable to think that this must be a safe cave or they can rescue me if it's open to the public and it's a big tourist attraction. Yeah. You, you don't think I'm going to go in there and something really bad's going to happen to me. So, yeah. um, so I mean, there's that, but, um, while they were getting him out with the pulley system, they tried to keep him calm by singing religious hymns, keeping conversation and pouring large quantities of Mountain Dew into the tunnel. <laughs> I made that last part up. I was gonna say because <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mormons can drink Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, caffeine, right? Yeah. Oh okay. So as he talked back in conversation, they could hear his voice begin to actually get nasally, and his breathing labored, which means that fluid was beginning to slowly fill his lungs. When they finally got the pulley system working, they began to inch John out of the hole. But when his feet hit the low ceiling of the tunnel, he began to scream. Oh, I don't like Apparently, that. Apparently, his heart was struggling to pump blood into his legs, which meant not only immense pain, but also they had the horrible realization, the rescue workers did, that there was no way to bend John back out of the hole without breaking his legs in the process. Because his oh, bones just, are so weak, there's no blood. Like you just gotta break them, giving him yeah nutrition. But the problem is, if they broke his legs, he was his, blood clots. No, his, oh. his his immune system, and he was so weak that the shock could like kill him instantly. So Oof. I mean, they're in like a horrible situation. Yeah, totally. and also just to add, you know, you know, insult to injury, the pulleys began to slip from the walls as well, which you know kind of sealed his fate even further. So yeah, they were just. Nothing was really working. And after 24 hours, John was now having a difficult time breathing as 100 people worked tirelessly to try to free him out of the hole. There's like 100 people working in that cave, basically, yeah. and near the cave. I think I would have a hard time breathing after 10 minutes, not just 24 I hours. I know. I've, I've actually like just put my head off the edge of the bed <laughs> and just see how face like I've read my face gets, and I'm just like, yeah. holy shit, like, this guy's and i just can't fathom the idea of being yeah. stuck like that 24 hours woof yeah no thank so, you so and like no light either yeah just like him and his thoughts pure darkness yeah after 24 hours he was having trouble breathing and 27 hours later john became unresponsive and was declared dead some say it was suffocation others say it was cardiac arrest 
but it was never they were never truly able to figure out the cause of death due to the fact that even after his death, the team was still unable to retrieve his body from the hole. So he's still there. They did mention a way to do it that would require heavy decomposition and then sectioning him into pieces, but that was too much for the family to handle, as well as it would create a more dangerous situation for the rescue workers. Yeah. So the family decided to leave John's body in the hole, and shortly after his death, the Nutty Putty Cave was closed up for good with a wall of cement. John's body still remains to this day inside the cave and behind the cement wall where no one may ever enter again. Yo, suck it, King Tut. That's a way better grave. It's so crazy to think that he's just... <laughs> he's just there? He just, They just left him there. So was there... So with this cave, was there like an exit? Is there another entrance or is it... Um, I think the cave had one big entrance and then yeah. a system of little, you know, offshoots and stuff. But I don't think there's another entrance. I mean, but it also is... Apparently between John's death and them cementing up the hole, they had a police officer there 24-7 to make sure nobody went back into the cave. Because that was like, I guess, the straw that broke the camel's back. There's like, we can't have any more people dying in here. Yeah. It's they treat it too casually, and it's just it's so sad because I feel like you've been in those situations before where you like you've seen kids with like their heads stuck in chairs, and people are like, "Oh, like don't worry, we're yeah, gonna get you out of here." Hilarious. And he probably thought for a good portion of the time, "I'm gonna get out of here any second now. I'm out of here." Like yeah. how how often do you th- find people that actually just get stuck somewhere and they cannot get them out? Yeah, it's it's terrible. I mean, like that's like one situation where it's. Caves are, like, one of the main situations. It's, like, if you get stuck in one, like, there's not much you can do because it's such a fragile system that if you try to break it open, it could collapse and be way worse. I, I think the main the main problem here is that he was stuck upside down. Yeah. Because, in all honesty, they could have, let's just say, put a feeding tube down there and kept him alive for weeks or months. I don't know, like, how his bathroom situation would Yeah, work. I don't know about months. Well, I know. I'm, I'm being hyperbolic, but at the same yeah. time... They could probably be able to keep him alive long enough to get him out in some weird way, as long as no. Well, yeah, and I, I think you know. I think just having a rope on your wrist compared to your ankle would be a big difference. It's it's so scary. Yeah, I so, wouldn't I wouldn't sign up for that. And that is the story of John Edward Jones at Nutty Putty Cave. Wow. And so, what year was that again? That was two thousand nine. Oh wow! So somewhat kind of recent. Yeah. Don't go spelunking. I think that's uh, the moral of the story. That I don't know. There's some. I'd rather jump out of a plane any day than go spelunking in a cave. I don't, I don't want to go in a cave. Caves are cool, man. Does anything good happen in a cave? Lots of fun things happen in a cave. I don't, I don't know what caves you go to, but like the cool caves. No, there's no cool caves. Actually, caves are actually really cool. They're really good <laughs> temperatures. It's a real cool temperature. It's bats. Don't get us started about bats again. That's how you get rabies. <laughs> rabies. All right, so I guess that's my turn to start my story. All right, so today I want to talk about this little guy named Robert. And uh, Robert's still alive, and he's uh, 114 years old and lives in Key what? West, Florida. Yeah, what? He's 114 years old. and yeah, He's he lives, a little guy? He's just a little guy, and he, uh, yeah, he lives in Key West, Florida. You might call Robert uh, Jr. because he was once property of a uh, a Robert Eugene Otto. Oh, okay, so he's named after his owner. What well, is he? I you know I said property, and that's because little Robert was uh, one of my favorite objects in existence, and that would be a haunted doll. Oh, haunted dolls are so fun. Well, you know, I, I'll fill you in on something. If you're ever looking for some cheap entertainment, go on eBay and search haunted dolls and just read the descriptions that people post because they're fucking hilarious. You know what's weird? We could have just buy a doll and claim it's haunted and write like a really good description, right? There's no vetting of that. I'm pretty sure that's what 90% of them are is like, I found this at Goodwill. It's just a creepy doll. It's kind of creepy. I'm going to make up this whole backstory for it and sell it for 99 cents because that's typically that's the, fun. the asking price. Is... I'd buy a haunted doll. Shall we? We I, could get one and have it sit next to us when we podcast. Oh, okay. Can you take it home? Consider Don't it. leave it here. Consider it in the mail. I'm down. All right. He just has to have a good name. Or she. Honestly, from my experience, I would say like 
seven out of ten haunted dolls are female dolls. Okay. Yeah, I, I like just, the porcelain because. But I guess that's girls, because most dolls are. Little girls want to play with little like well, and, girls. Well, it's not just that you know little boys can play with dolls. It's whatever these days. But most haunted dolls are from the nineteen thirties. Exactly when back then it wasn't as normal for yeah little boys to have. They had dolls. like a stick. Yeah, and then beat the neighbor's cat with ha- it. Haunt. <laughs> It's like I didn't do it. The stick's haunted. It's my cat stick. I didn't. I didn't hit the. I didn't hit the cat. The stick did it the by st- itself. <laughs> haunted stick. It's a haunted stick. So, um, so yeah. So there's a few variations of the story when I was researching it. Um, but they all have a common concept. So a boy. Um, his name was Robert Jean Otto. His family was pretty wealthy, and they had some. Uh, some Haitian servants. So Jean's father had actually impregnated one of the helpers. And so uh, once Mama Otto found out, she locked the helper in a outhouse. Oh, no. It's like a shed outhouse kind of thing. And is it when, filled with poo? Is it filled with poo? Yeah. When, you, when was the last time you went to an outhouse that wasn't full of poo? Well, you said shed. So, like, if you poop in a shed, does it become an outhouse? I mean, I'm not talking this is a fucking honey bucket. <laughs> At a goddamn daughter's game. <laughs> but so he, uh, so when Mama Otto found out about it, she, uh, she locked her up in the, uh, the porta potty and they would only feed her bread and water once a day. But so this abuse would lead to an unhealthy child and the child would not survive after oh, birth. Oh, no. So after the loss of her child, the helper was actually assigned to take care of um, the newborn baby, Robert Jean Otto. Wow. And so you'd think maybe like, oh, so this bitch just locked me up and basically made me lose my kid. And now she wants me to take care of her infant child. Oh, my God. I'd, I'm going to drown this baby. I'd football spike that thing. Yeah. It'd be gone. You'd yeah. Gronk spike. I'd spin it on its head and dance around and put my hands like a fire. You know how they do that in the end zone sometimes? Yeah. I'd do that with the baby. You'd pull a, a Sharpie out of your sock and sign the baby and throw it into a crowd. Yeah. I'd go for a, I'd go for a PAT and kick it right through some field goals. <laughs> But so instead of just spiking the baby, um, she eventually just loved the baby as if it was her own. Oh, that's nice. Which actually led her to even breastfeeding Jean. Oh, is that possible? Well, she just had a kid, so she was How she long? was lactating. It was What's... it was very recent. Oh, it was to so the point sad. that she was still producing breast milk, hmm. and so she would actually breastfeed them, uh, not them, him. And uh, <laughs> the whole family, the whole family would line up around dinner time. Oh, God, no. Um, so one night, Miss Otto caught the uh, the Haitian workers actually performing what she believed to be a voodoo ritual. Mm-hmm. And she claimed that they were cutting chicken heads off and stuff like that. Classic voodoo stuff. Yeah, you know. And so the next morning, she, she woke up and just said, all of you have to leave. We're not, we ain't down with that voodoo. All the servants have to leave? Yes. They're all... They're like happily, bitch. Exactly. So the the woman who was taking care of the baby, she was, you know, begging, pleading, like, no, I love this baby. Like, don't make me leave. I already lost one baby. And the mother made her leave. But as a parting gift, she gave baby Jean this three-foot doll that she made. Oh. And so she made this doll out of, you know, like whatever material she had, stuffed it full of hay, you know, weird stuff like that. And um, and so... Full of breast milk. Yes. She would breastfeed the <laughs> doll a as well. Balloon. So Robert Jean Otto would become very attached to this doll that was given to him. And um, as he grew older, you know, wherever he went, the doll would go. And uh, um, one day, oddly enough... Who named it? Her or him? Who? Robert. The doll? Yeah. The doll had no name. Oh, no name yet. No name. Okay. And so there was no exact pinpoint in when this happened, but at one point, Robert, the the boy, mm-hmm. got in trouble. And the mother, you know, as mothers did, would yell, you know, Robert Jean Otto, like how, you know. And, and with the full name. Yeah, do the full name thing. Like, you know, parents did back then. I'm sure they'd some do it now. And suddenly the child very abruptly and rudely corrected the mother saying, I'm Jean, that's Robert, and pointed to the doll and said, I'm no longer Robert, I'm Jean. When you talk to me, I'm Jean. How old is this kid? 
you know, I didn't. It, I couldn't find an exact thing. It was something. You know, he was a he was a young child. Wow. You know, he was talking, so he's probably you know, seven, eight. He ain't taking but, shit. But he just straight up was just like, no, I'm I'm not I'm not Robert. Wow. The doll's Robert. I'm Gene now. Wow, interesting. So I have a great quote from uh, Corey Convertito. I believe. Who's that? I believe that's how you pronounce it. So uh, Corey is with an I. Corey with an I. Mm-hmm. Um, that is who is actually the owner of uh, Robert the Doll as oh. of right now. Okay. Or at least as of I think three years ago when this when the article I read was made. So who knows who has Robert now? But I believe it is probably the same Corey. guy. Yeah, I think it's a girl. I'm not sure. Oh. Um. So the quote says. What people really remember is that they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll. And that Otto, and another quotes, brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if it wasn't a doll. He was Robert as he was a living entity. Oh, so he treated this doll like it was his friend, brother, or like another human being, like and an not ex- a doll. Like an extension of himself. Ooh. So, yeah, Gene would carry the doll everywhere he went until the age of 19. Yo, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. He'd carry this creepy little doll around everywhere he went until he was 19 when his family moved to Paris, France. And Robert's parents basically forced him to be like, hey, leave the doll here and, like, let's go to Paris. Really? And, they want him just to leave it? Yeah. And so they, they found a way to get him to leave the doll behind. And so... So Gene and his family moved to France, and that's where Gene met a girl. Gene fell in love. You know, after he uh, ditched his little counterpart, he uh, found a way to become like a normal person. And uh, I don't want to say you're not normal if you're carrying around a doll at 19, but... You ain't not, you ain't not normal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so after, uh, after a while, Gene and this girl, um, Anne, they got married... And as a wedding gift, his parents gifted them the old house in Florida. Oh, so they still had the house. Yeah. Okay. And so they uh, they moved back to Florida to start, you know, their family, their, their lives together. And uh, as they were setting up the house, Gene opened up a, uh, a box up in the attic to find... Robert. None other but Robert. And immediately, once again, Robert and Gene were inseparable... And so here's this grown ass married man walking up and down the streets, going, you know. You thought a 19 year old is bad. We got a grown man with a wife. Yes. And a doll. And so he's carrying the doll all over the place. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, so finally, his wife was just like, like, no more. You cannot carry this doll. You need to stop. Hmm. And so he uh, he decided to leave the doll up in the attic to give it its own little, you know, world mm-hmm. up there. And so before I get too far ahead of myself with the, the doll's personality, let me paint a picture of what this fucking thing looks like. Um, so the number one rule when it comes to haunted dolls is they can't be, like, remotely nice looking. You can't just be like, hey, that's a really that, – that, that doll's in good shape. They got to like, be fucked up. They gotta be pretty jacked they up. They gotta be look like they they got left in a junkyard and then yeah. like smashed on a on a brick wall for yeah. about half an hour. And so no one ever says, you know, hey, this haunted doll's okay looking. I'm like, hey, that's a cute doll. It's it's usually along the lines of like, holy shit, get that fucking thing away from me, mm-hmm. or uh, you're disowned. Stop spending my money on these dolls. That's what my dad says. Um, <laughs> big it has to have a big crack down the middle of its yeah, face. Yeah. Is it a missing eye? Yeah. Or nah. or two eyes that just follow you around the room? Or it know, could just classic. be like an obviously replaced eye that's not an original eye. Human eye. A human eye. Inside of it. It's a possibility. Yeah. So being the fact that Robert is 114 years old, he's pretty busted up right now. But, um, you know, I don't want to think that even a freshly sewn up Robert was very uh, attractive. Mm-mm. And so Robert has... Um, He's a, he's a Caucasian, you know. He's he's a white doll. He's a white guy. He's a white doll. He's got these this unbelievable blonde flowing hair, which I still just don't understand what's going on with that. Oh my god! And uh, um, he's got these piercing black beady eyes. He sounds so handsome already. Oh, he's a stud. 
he's got these piercing black beady eyes that um, are just like haunting. And uh, he's got this strange little button nose and these just massive lips. Oh. <laughs> just big old good, smoochers. Good kisser? Yeah. Okay. He likes to kiss his I, I guess we, I guess we know why the 19-year-old carried him around for so long. Oh, yeah. Mm. A little three-foot buddy. <laughs> three-foot buddy. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he's got some big old lips and kind of a sharp chin. Weird-looking chin. Yeah. And uh, I don't so, care what you say. I think he sounds handsome. Well, don't get ahead of yourself because the entire face is just covered in what kind of looks like scars. Like, it, it looks like he's been through hell and back. Ooh. And they're covered in scars. They're a bunch of like you know black marks that are just like ripped in the thing, and it it it, it definitely adds to the creepy uh, the factor. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, as yourself and all listeners are very curious on you know what type of threads this little chap is rocking, and I'm sure I want to. What do you what do you think this guy's wearing? Uh, overalls. Overalls. Mm-hmm. That's a safe bet. Um, yeah, no, he's in a full head-to-toe little sailor's outfit. Oh, yeah, we got ourselves okay. A so he's uh, he's he's employed. He's serving our nation. Uh, and yeah. I think you're kind of talking shit about him, dude. And I feel like he's done more than you will ever do. He's 114. He serves our nation. How dare you? That's true. How dare he's handsome? He's handsome. He has some scars to show that he's been through some shit. It's a they're, character. They're more like handsome marks. Okay. Yes, and, uh, man marks. So I think you need to treat Robert with a little respect, you know? Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll talk about the respect we need to put on Robert's name. You know, you sound really bad because I haven't heard anything bad he's done yet. You say he's haunted. I don't hear anything bad. He's just chilling. Well, okay. That That's because I want to just get a good description. So when I start to get into the real shit, you're going to be like, oh, let me think about this little fucker. Okay. And you will be uh, much little, more terrified of it. Little sailor boy. Little sailor boy. Um, so it's also um, it's believed that the doll was not presented with the clothes, but yet they were the actual boy jeans clothing when he was a child. So these are like real clothes, oh. like a little boy sailor outfit put on this. I was gonna doll. ask where she where she got that outfit from. Yeah, no. So it was it was Robert's own clothes. It was Jean Robert oh, yeah. Jean's yeah. clothes. Um, so why don't we get in some of the legends of our sweet baby boy, Robert? Is this where the, the where he, he got the reputation as haunted and not as a uh, hero, American yes. hero? Yes. This is where the haunting, don't get the, the H, H words mixed up. Okay. The haunted, not the hero. We'll see. So when, you know, when, when, uh, when Gene was a young kid, things would just get thrown across the room, just like straight Aaron Rodgers four yard slant just rocketed across the room and shatter, you know, bowls, things like that. And the mom would just be like, like Gene, what are you doing? It wasn't me. It was, it was Robert classic. And you know, he would, he just did this nonstop things would, you know, break, get tossed across the room. Oh, that was, that was Robert. That wasn't Mm -hmm. me. That was Gene. No, it was not Gene. That was Robert. Hmm. But so the more odd things started to come when, uh, when Gene got older, so in a, in, odd, in Gene's adult life, he moved back to his childhood home, as we're saying, which was called the Artist's House because Gene was an artist and sounds he like thought a, he had to name his house. Sounds pretty the, cocky to me. Yes, the Artist's House. And um, I so, call this the Big Mac, Big Mac Daddy uh, studio apartment because all I do is eat Big Macs up in here. Is that what all those boxes are yeah. behind you? Uh-huh. Well, it's, that's art. Uh, I thought it was. Gonna, I stacked yeah. them. That's art. That is art. But I don't call it the art house. I call it the Big Mac Daddy Studio Apartment. It looks good. Yeah. See, just up in the value. Of I'm this not place. cocky. Yeah. Um. So Robert had to. Uh, Robert the doll had to live up in the attic, where there was a. Uh, there were a lot of windows up there, and the local kids on their way back from school would stand outside because they would, you know, the, the legends would be like, oh, there's a haunted doll up there. Like the kids would sit out there and watch and uh, they would say that they, they would see the doll move Mm-mm. on its own. It would go like get up perched on the window by itself. And then next thing they know it, it would be gone. Ugh. And they said that its limbs would move. Its head would move. Oh. And uh-uh. so the kids would line up after school every day. I would so be one of those kids outside of that house. Yeah. I'd be like what waiting. I'd be like, Robert. Yeah. I'd be like Michael Jackson when he dangled the baby over the balcony. I'd be like. You talk about his son? I'd be like, Michael. That wasn't just a baby. That was his kid. Well, it, he's a baby. 
baby, yeah, I mean, baby was, son. It was a baby. So after things, you know, as the years went on and, uh, and um, Robert lived up in the attic, um, Gene decided it was time to make it a little more homely up there. And homely, homey, like more, more like a homely home. means you're ugly. Yeah, no, that was that was not the right word. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, he decided to build a uh, a bed, a kitchen, a table, chairs that fit the the three foot body frame. You got the feng shui up there for Robert. yeah. He decided to make it a little more livable for the little guy. So he stopped throwing shit. Well, he's like, you're not gonna throw shit if it's your fucking house, huh? Yeah, Get your furniture up here, bitch. You would think that that would that would help, but um, Anne said that when uh, when Jean was upstairs building all this furniture, that she would overhear him begging to Robert not to hurt him or Anne. <laughs> so she would never. She never said she heard Robert threatening, but she just said she would hear. She hear Jean being Jean like, like, please, oh, no. please, please, no, please don't, don't Ew. hurt me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you gotta. That's really disturbing. But I'm picturing like a a little like doll just being like he's made out of hay, dude. Kick him. Hey, just kick him. Maybe. I mean, maybe he's got a weapon. And he got them demons in him. Yeah, demons in him. He got uh, demons in him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, who knows what kind of strength he's got? He's got demon strength. Yes. And so, to, to can we clarify what maybe demon does he have a Haitian spirit, like? Do you think that this lady, his caretaker, she obviously loved Gene, but she wanted him to have something. But do you think it was a? It didn't. It sounds like a. I have two theories. Sounds like a malevolent spirit, like a bad spirit. I have two theories. Uh huh. My first theory is that her late child that was taken away from her was put into the body. Whoa! Through the the voodoo. Whoa! 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 And so this child, this child's soul is put into this doll, and um, that's why he's so angry. Is that it's like, you know, he has to watch this guy grow up, but yet his life was taken away from him by his parents. So maybe she had good intentions, be like, "You get to play with my son," and the son's like, "I fucking hate your family, dude." Yeah. So there's that, or hope you didn't like this me. mug. <laughs> Smash it against the wall. What are those things called that are like the priceless eggs that people had? Uh, oh, they're called fire. Uh, I almost called them fiberglass. Of why can't I think of the name? Faberge eggs. Faberge egg. Yeah. Faberge. <laughs> Just smashing those Just left like, and right. Happy Easter, <laughs> fucker. Um. So there, I think there's either that, or maybe there's some sort of curse that. Um, that Gene was given that's like this doll is half of your soul kind of thing. Half of Gene's soul. Yes, and that's why the doll is named Robert and he's Gene. Okay, so... So he kind of took his name. Does that explain part of him. why he's bad? Like maybe this is his his evil side? Yeah. Or he's cursed with this like his own personal demon that's like oh, okay. so much a part of him that's taken his own name. Mm. Those were kind of my two ideas. Um, I didn't see too much like theories diving into like what exactly it was, aside from the fact that it was the you know the black magic voodoo stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So people who visited the home would often um, they would say that they would hear footsteps running around up in the attic. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, a little pitter patter, <laughs> and <laughs> that's not really disturbing though. There, there wasn't um, there wasn't laughter. Mm-hmm. But there was giggles, so people would hear giggles. No, giggles are the scariest kind of laughter. Yes, like um, like high, like little singing, like la 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 la, and like <laughs> yeah. And then oh, what was that? Yeah, little kids are creepy for some reason. It's the yeah. innocence of like the the youth, it's it makes it ten times See, creepier. That's what's making me think that it's more and more of like this child that she lost. Yeah, because it's giggling. It's uh you know no one's scared of like the ghost of like a like a 43-year-old guy named Larry. Mm-mm. It's about the little kids. It's all about never about Larry. Or like the really old people. Who what? I'm just saying there's there's like an age gap of what's creepy. It's very old people and it's like very young people. There's, yeah. no, there's no middle-aged scary entities yeah you gotta be like a, an old gaunt white guy with sunken in eyes or like 
a child in a dress standing in a Stanley Kubrick hallway in The Shining. Exactly. It's like there's no, yeah, you have to have a top hat or like high stockings and a little dress. Yeah. Those are the two options you get. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have both and I wear them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good for your figure. It shows off all your curves. I'm uh, watermelon shaped. So in 1974... Our boy Gene passed away. Oh, no. Yes. And so... They didn't bury him with them. That's what they should have done. Yeah. But, um, so when Gene was found, can you guess where he was? He was in the attic cradling the doll. That's very close. Okay. Where was he? He was in the attic. Oh. And Robert the doll was on his chest... With his hands around his throat. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> wait. Wait. How how old was he when he died? You know, I didn't find his birth date. Um, Dude got he, strangled by a doll. He, I think he was pretty frail. Okay. I think he was born like probably like the he, – he had to have been in his 80s. Okay. So he died old. There's – what? Yeah. He got choked out by a doll. Oh, Robert. He pretended like he was his friend for 80 years and then yeah. give him the old, old five-star, uh, five-star, ten-fingered ten goodbye. Yeah, ten-fingered discount Which was of your probably, life. probably not a five-star experience, if I may say so <laughs> no. myself. Probably a low, like, low one-star review on that choking. Man. It probably took a way longer with those little hands. So that's where the haunting comes into play. Stuff like this. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he did some creepy stuff here and there. He was never, like, necessarily that violent, I guess. Except for the murdering someone. Yeah. And um, so after uh, after Gene passed away, um, someone by the name of Myrtle Reuter. Mm. I believe that's how you spell it. Reuter. That sounds like a handsome woman. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because Myrtle, I feel like, is a male's name. Oh, okay. You could have fooled me. But maybe it's not. I thought it was. Let's picture uh, something a little in between. Very homely. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now I got it going. You got the word. You but so, it Yeah. So uh, Myrtle bought the house from Anne. And uh, there Who's was only... Anne, his wife? Yeah. Okay. His his surviving wife. Mm-hmm. And um, so Myrtle became the new daddy to little Robert. And uh, they left the doll there. That's not that's not how moving in works as places. Well, that was the one condition with buying the house that the doll had to stay in the house. What? And had to stay in the attic. Ah. It's basically like, you know, yeah, we'll give you the house real nice and cheap. But the doll has got to stay up in the attic. Oh, no. For everybody's sake, just just padlock that attic. God damn. And uh, so, yeah, so Robert had to remain in the attic and. so when Myrtle would have guests, they would say they could hear the footsteps, they could hear the giggling, mm. and everything like that. And God so he, damn. So that's like two separate groups of people all yes. together hearing the same thing. Yeah. And there's ah. and there's really no connection between them except for the, the fact that they're both in the same house. And so the guest who saw the doll, because like if you're going to have that doll in your attic, like someone's going to be like, let me see that fucking doll. Oh, of course. Let me see that doll. That's a that's the thing. Like, do you have to keep it in the attic? Is that part of the rules, or can you like put it in a glass case? That's what they kind of did with Annabelle, I believe. They put her in like a glass case with like a lock on it. Yeah. So you can see it all the time, and it's locked. So I mean, it's not getting out. It was requested. I think I think Anne requested it. So then, um, so then Robert would be happy. Oh, because that's where his little house was. Yeah. And so yeah, so guest who saw the doll. You know, you go up there and see this doll, it'd be creepy as shit, and you'd, be mm-hmm. like, and you'd just be like, like, why the fuck did this guy have this stupid-ass doll? Mm-hmm. And they said if they talked shit on Otto, on, uh, on, Gene. on, uh, yeah, on Gene Otto, mm-hmm. that the doll's facial, facial expression would change and be angry-looking. Okay. He doesn't get to fucking do that shit. He strangled the dude, okay? You don't get to be mad when somebody talks shit on the guy you killed. Maybe. It's kind of like... No, he's my friend. I can call him a bitch, but you can't call him a bitch. But, you know. That's not how it works. Me, personally, if someone was like, oh, don't talk shit about the guy because the, the doll will get mad, I'm not going to be like, well, I got to see that. Like, yo, fuck this guy. Let me see this doll. You, you would or wouldn't? I would not. I know I wouldn't. I'd but... be like, yeah, no, I'm going to 
go back home. We can do dinner at my place. All I'm saying is fuck Robert. He's a little two-faced bitch, and I don't like that. He's like, oh, I'm mad you're talking bad about him. Oh, shit, I'm doing the thing. You're going to regret that. Well, I'm not talking bad on Otto. I'm talking bad on Robert. Yeah, you're going to regret that even more. I used to think he was handsome and, and a hero, and now he's just strangling people who trusted him. So, Myrtle um, lived with the doll for about 20 years. Damn. Until until one day... Um, Myrtle. Until one day, uh, Myrtle and uh, their spouse... We don't know what, if it, what it was. Yeah, so the Rooters... One night, the Rooters found Robert in their bedroom holding a kitchen knife. And that's when they were like, nope. What? Time to get rid of this doll. What? Yeah, so the, the one night, they just found the doll in their room. Who knows how it got out of the it attic. It was holding it? It was holding the kitchen knife. So this doll had to leave the attic, had to uh, go down to the kitchen. I don't know what the layout is, but I'm just imagining. Big house. They'd go down to the, the kitchen, grab a kitchen knife, go back upstairs into the bedroom, did she talk shit on Otto or Robert? Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh, man. After, see, that's what I don't get. It Like, 20 years, like, we're cool now. And then all of a sudden, he pulls some some shiesty-ass stuff going on, you know? Yeah. And so, at this point, they're like, you know what? Strangle him like shit. a man, you know? They're like, yeah, you can you can kick us out of this house if you want, but, like, we're not playing with this. So, the, uh, the Rooters um, finally decide to donate the doll to a museum in the area as, like, a local kind of thing. So the museum was the uh, the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, where that's where um, that's where Robert remains till this day. Oh, really? Yes. So the guy that owned his, owns him owns the museum, or is a curator? He he they donated it to them. I get that, but you yeah. said that the owner is a guy right now, and I just assume Corey. That, I think it's a girl. Oh, a girl. Yeah. I, I just assume that they had it in their personal collection. So that person runs the museum or owns? Yeah, the museum? I, I think they own the museum. Oh, okay. So we could go see it. Oh, yeah. No, we can. <sighs> Y'all put a hole right through there. Hold on. What? Well, let, you, you need to, like, simmer down because you're going to, like, regret everything you're saying. Oh, I'm... come at me, Robert. Oh, God. I got, a, I got a strong neck. God damn it. Sorry. I'm not a part of this. So Robert was placed in a glass box for viewers to come and look at. And things seemed normal for, you know, a while. Mm-hmm. Until one day, the workers arrived to work to find the whole museum appeared to be ransacked, and they found Robert covered in dust and dirt, and he was in a different position from before. Uh-oh. Yes. So every single day, the museum receives t- like letters on letters for Robert. So I actually uh, copied one of the letters, and it said, Dear Robert, I am so, so sorry that I upset you by taking your picture when we were in the Key West earlier this month. I was foolish. I had heard the stories. Since I asked you before I took your picture, I thought we were buddies. Apparently, I was wrong. (laughs) The next morning, I woke up with two puncture wounds in my arm, like teeth marks. Then I had to drive home in a tropical storm. Since I got home, my roof sprung a leak and all my financial investments have taken a nosedive. <laughs> the letter just like kind of keeps going on and on about like terrible things happening. So endless letters come in the mail talking about people people writing things to Robert saying, you know, asking for forgiveness after losing their jobs, their marriages collapse, their houses go under, like all this stuff. And it has to do with not asking for permission to Consent. take... Consent. Yeah, to take photos of Robert because, you know, people think, oh, it's so funny, haunted doll. Like, oh, look at the picture of the stupid haunted doll. And then he's just like, oh, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And um, so it's a thing. And it even they have a, they have a like a poster at the museum being like, please ask Robert before taking a photo with of him or talking about him or like saying anything bad about him because every day they get multiple people saying in letters being like i'm sorry i took your photo like like i crashed my car like i broke my arm (laughs) like my dog died like stuff like that because (laughs) they took a photo of the doll and so people have been like mailing stuff in asking for forgiveness sending in candy someone started a rumor (laughs) that he likes candy because he's like a little like doll guy boy and uh some people actually send like joints like a marijuana cigarettes because he's haitian and haitian people like weed um, I think just like to be like, 
so, like, sorry, bro. Just like chill, dog. Like, oh yeah, he's not chill. chill. No, he's not gonna. Well, he's not gonna spark that uh, that that butt up. That's so. the thing. You can't really. There's no being butt to that guy. He yes. seems like a nightmare. Yeah, and so um, do you, which do you, I see. I I had never heard this story before until I found it, and it turns out that this is what uh, Chucky is based off of. Oh, the old horror franchise of the killer doll. Growing up. And so, like, it, and they, it's loosely based off that, just the idea of, like, a, a doll that kills people. And I think that probably has something to do with the kitchen knife kind of thing. And Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And so, um, before we go any further, I wanted to um, say this. I think this is very important for not only myself, but to Alex to say, and you, the listeners, to say out loud um, after listening to this. And I would like to say... Um, I'm very sorry, Robert. Please forgive me. Please forgive Tobin. And please forgive the listeners for us talking about you. We do not mean to cause any offense. And please do not harm us in any way or any of our loved ones. And I hope you accept our apology. Can I say something to yeah. Robert? Robert, I... Oh, no. I just want to say, fuck you, Robert. <laughs> I am not scared of you. I am stronger than a Faberge egg. You cannot throw me. I am stronger than an 80-year-old man you can strangle. And I don't even have big enough knives in this house. I cut everything with a butter knife. So I dare you to try to come at me. And I'm also going to follow it up with, um, please send... Ow! Please, <laughs> please send any um, audition tapes for podcasts if you'd like to join me for next week because I'm looking for a new host. Yeah, I might be dead next week. I don't think Tobin's going to be there for me next week. I don't I I don't blame my stuff on on dolls when stuff goes bad in my life. I blame it on astrology like every other Californian, like a real man. The mercury is in retrograde. You don't understand it. Don't forget about the chemicals in the no, water. I don't know about mercury in retrograde, but I hear people say it all the time when something bad happens to them. So, I mean, could be Robert, could be Mercury. I still think you should apologize to Robert real quick. Fine, I'll do it to to make you at ease. Say it like you mean it. I'm sorry. Say Robert. it like you mean it. Robert, I'm sorry I tried to start stuff with you, but I also didn't take your picture, so you can't be that mad at me. Oh, no, he gets mad if you even like joke about him. We did a lot of that. Well, then I think I'm irredeemable at this point. I swear to God, if my dog... Something bad happens to my dog, Tobin. It's me. It's coming after. Yeah, I know, but I still feel like it'd be like, he seems like the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, well, if I want to hurt him, I'm going to fuck with his friend. I think he has a jurisdiction. I think you have to be in Florida and make fun of him. How is he going to hear this? I don't know. He's got, he's got ears all over. There's tons of people named Robert. Do you think somebody talks shit about their coworker named Robert and then he's just like, they talking about me? Oh, no. He knows when people are talking about him. Mm. Well, we will see. So again, we are, we are very sorry, Robert. Please don't hurt us. Wow, I mean that was uh that was Robert. That Sounds was, pretty spooky. It's good old little Robbie. Not too spooky. I, mean, I ain't scared of no ghosts. I'll say that. I ain't scared of no doll. But um, I think that concludes the episode for today. Yep. Uh, th- that was episode three. We uh, we had a good time. We hope you like our caves and dolls and everything in between and. Uh, Maybe next week we'll go uh, splunk, spelunking with a uh, haunted doll. Yeah. We got uh, off eBay. As, here's the thing. I'm not going spelunking anytime soon, especially after talking shit to Robert, because we know how that's going to end if I... Yeah. It's going to be a three and done. Yeah. What's a three and done? Three episodes and we're done. Yeah. Three and done. <laughs> so uh, just remember that you could uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at Camp Strange Podcast. Uh, Twitter, Camp Strange, Facebook, Camp Strange, and also CampStrange.com to get all the hyperlinks. Also, Low Upside Podcast Network. You go to LowUpside.com and check out some great articles written by some really funny and interesting people and knowledgeable people. Really smart guys. Yeah, so you go check out that stuff. They're really great. Um, With that being said, we don't write any articles. No, I think I have one on there, actually, so go check that out. One or two. Yeah, I kind of remember that. that yeah, was a while ago. Yeah, they haven't asked me to write anything surprising. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, rate, review, subscribe—that would be amazing. We'd really appreciate it. Hopefully, um, next week we're gonna plan on releasing two episodes. Actually, one's gonna be normal, just me and David talking about a story, and then we're also gonna be be releasing. Um, 
what, what was it? What did I call it again? Uh, stories from the camp. Oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But we're gonna do something a little different, a little more fun, maybe. Um, it's basically we're gonna we're gonna try to find some stories from you guys, uh, and like personal ghost stories that you can send in at campstrange.com, and we will read them on here and talk about them. So yeah, we're looking for some camper stories. Please send them in because I think that it would be really fun to uh, have some personal ghost stories. It's always way more fun when you get something that that you know is a little bit more personal and you have the specific details because you were there. So, um, and you send, won't be hearing a, a story that you've heard before. Yeah. Which, you know, we understand sometimes we might cover a topic you've already heard on another podcast. We hope that our take is, you know, original, something different. Cause, you know, you can hear the same story a hundred times, but if someone's different, you know, it makes yeah. it a little more interesting. So we want to get some really fresh and original stuff that other people might not know. Some, something that happened to you or something that's known in your community. Mm-hmm. So send them in and we would be happy to read them and discuss them. And we might have a guest on too so uh we'll see yeah let's get another let's get another set of buns yeah around this campfire buns you don't okay it's graham crackers that's not buns but uh thank you guys all for tuning in and we will see you next week and don't forget to stay strange